Hello and welcome back to the Go Perform podcast. Today I'm joined by Sammy Ball, who is 18. He's the current um, under-20 British record holder for decathlon. He's a Reading Athletics Club athlete and uh, went to Pig at school as well. And currently studying at the Berkshire College of Agriculture, although he's just finished. So he's a real local athlete, um, someone that we really admire. And I thought it'd be really good to hear all about decathlon from him. So welcome along, Sammy. Good to be here. Um, first question is, how did you get into decathlon and athletics? Well, actually, it all started from my parents and... Uh, my parents' parents actually met at Reading Athletics Club Palmer Park as well, and uh, wow. me and my girlfriend actually, so maybe it's just an ongoing cycle. But yeah, going back to my parents, they uh, were always uh, keen on me getting into athletics, and they used to come and watch me run on sports day, and uh, I used to run quite well, and they uh, inspired me to join Reading Athletics Club, and uh, I was ultimately put in a multi-events group first, and I used to not enjoy running actually, I used to get quite nervous before the race because mm. I was scared of the gun and on the start line so uh, I tried a lot of uh, field events so long jump and high jump and in the multi-events training group I realised I was decent at all of them actually so. I wow, think, what kind of age was that when you kind of started doing that? Yeah so uh, it was after the district sport so I would have been about 12 at the time, 11-12 when I started uh, competing for Reading Athletics Club hmm. and yeah it all came from sports day and my parents love for athletics. Very good. Um, can you tell us more about decathlon? What does it involve? How do you go about training for it? Yeah so decathlon is uh, 10 events over two days so in order it goes 100 meters, long jump, shot put, high jump and 400 meters for day one and then you have a nice recovery and then on the second day, uh, it's hurdles, well, 110 meter hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, then 1500 meter sprint. Wow. And what are the biggest challenges? What's, what's the hardest thing about it? Uh, well, managing all the training to fit 10 events in, uh, it does take a lot. So it also, yeah, it takes a big toll on the body. So yeah. you have to manage your training really well. So that is there's a few positives of it because you can uh, so let's say you're feeling a bit tight in the calves one day and you're meant to be doing a long jump session you can always just switch it around and do a discus instead instead mm. for example so uh, that's a positive of it but yeah doing 10 events in two days and training for it it, it does take a lot out of you mm. uh, yeah. very good and you've been competing at under 20 level now for the last two years this is the second year that you've been doing is that right yes and it's gone pretty well yes how have the last two years been in terms of kind of getting on the world stage essentially. Yeah, so my first year as an under 20, uh, I've made it to the world championships in Colombia. And yeah, that was the main aim of mine last year. And unfortunately I got injured uh, during the competition, but uh, it was right at the end of the year. So I had a long uh, winter's break to mm. recover and uh, rehabilitate myself for this season. and. Ultimately, so far, this season's gone really well. It's exceeded expectations so far. Mm. So, uh, to mention on my most recent national competition, it was uh, the multi-event in Manchester and 27th of 28th of May. And going into this to qualify for the European Championships, which is later in August, I needed a score of 7,250 points. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was... Uh, capable of this because I scored 7,361 the previous year so 
I was ultimately aiming for the UK record of 7,691 points. Wow, smashed it. Wow, yeah. yeah. And Um, what did you end up with? uh, Well, after day one, actually, I realised I was on track for the world-leading score, uh, 7,843 points. So, yeah, a lot of scores here. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I changed my goals from the British record to the world lead. And, yeah, ultimately, I went into the 1,500 metres with um, a time of, four minutes 32 that I needed to run and so I went off at that pace and then just sped up the last lap and ended up running through in four minutes 27 so wow. I scored uh, 7,870 points. So is there a lot of strategy during the competition in terms of setting your targets, heights and distances and things and, and times? Yeah, um, obviously you have to take each event as it comes, you can't think too far into the competition so uh, you have to focus on each event at a time and just uh, try do the best you possibly can in hmm. this specific event and there's different scorings for each event so it's not actually about how uh, well you place in the event it's about the distance so you could let's say come fifth in the long jump but that doesn't mean uh, you don't score as much points it's about the distance you yeah. get very so. good and how about disappointment during the competition do you ever have say do you ever foul out of anything like or do you just make sure like for example long jump um yeah. What happens in that situation? Do you just have to play it safe and then move on and, and park it quickly? or? Yeah, well, you do get uh, free attempts in these field events most of the time. So you get free attempts to uh, get as far as you can in the long jump. So mm. if you do end up getting two fouls in the first two rounds, you just have to make sure you get a safe one in, um, even though it might not be as far as you may want uh, you just have to make sure you get a score mm. or else uh, the whole competition is pretty much ruined. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, you do often, with 10 events, there's always going to be some disappointment. So it's just important uh, that you bring yourself back up and there's plenty of time to uh, redeem yourself in the competition with 10 events. So, yeah, you can't let disappointment stay in your mind for too long during the decathlon. And stepping up to under 20s, because I'm aware you're going to be stepping up to seniors next yeah. year as well. Um and that's a transition in terms of things like hurdle height and, and shot put weight, is that right? Yes. Um, how's the pressure with that? Like, do you, get, do you have more nerves when you're stepping into a bigger arena in terms of who you're up against? Or yeah, how do you... Because you talked earlier about finding the gun loud. Um, yeah. Has that been something that you've constantly worked on and developed over the years? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, the more competitions you do, the more uh, used to you, you mm. get used to it. So... Uh, definitely I'm a lot more confident than I used to be going into competitions and yeah stepping up to the seniors it's a big jump um, the competition is it's a lot higher standard and like you mentioned it the shot put weight goes up hurdle heights get higher and uh, the discus as well that gets slightly bigger and heavier so it is a very different uh, sort of competition yeah and it's not just in an age group anymore so I'll be up against you know mid-twenties, early 30-year-olds, so yeah, it is a lot more serious. And the, the great thing about decathlon, though, is it's always a good environment. Mm. So every competition you're in, you get to know everyone, you get chatting, you support each other during the competition, you know, clapping each other through the finish line and stuff. So mm. it, no matter what age group you're in, it's, it's always a good environment. Mm. You know, everyone's talking to each other. So what other, thing, what other things do you love about decathlon? So you've mentioned a few already. Any other things that have kind of driven yeah. you towards it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always been sort of, so in class I would always be a bit like, what's the word? 
I can't just focus on one thing at a time. So it's sort of similar to me in sport as well. Mm. I've always done multiple sports, so football, rugby. And I think for me, when I specialised in athletics, I realised I couldn't just focus on one event at a time. I needed to be doing more mm. or else I'd honestly just get a bit bored. Yeah. So yeah, 10 events for me, it, it just it increases the enjoyment. There's always something to be doing in training. And yeah. while that is a good thing, at the same time, it can be negative because if you... Uh, you have so much to do it can cause injury and uh, yeah I did experience that a few a few seasons ago I was injured most of the year just mm. reoccurring so yeah there are positives and negatives to doing multi-events and things like pole vault are there times where you almost get the yips or you kind of your technique is just off and how, how's the pole vault specifically been yeah uh, pole vault <laughs> definitely the most challenging is event. it okay yeah, I think so it's really technical so um, as a so there's different age groups, under 15, under 17 and under 20. And until you're an under 20, you don't actually need to do pole vault in the multi-event. So in the under 15, it's a pentathlon. Mm. Uh, there's no pole vault in that. And then under 17, it goes to octathlon, mm -hmm. the multi-event. So there's no pole vault in that either. So it's only just been introduced recently. But uh, my coach made sure to get me practicing on that, mm. uh, even though I wasn't competing in it nice and early because he knows how long it takes to get good at the pole vault so it has taken a while and you know there are ups and downs at times I've had multiple times where for months I've just been struggling to even take off so hmm. it does take time to get over some uh, negatives with this event but yeah, in the long run, it's definitely worth it. It's, it's, I'd say it's the most fun event when it goes well. Mm. <laughs> Only when it goes well, though. Very good. Because um, I, I was thinking, kind of, do you focus on your strengths or your weaknesses? I guess you need to focus on everything. Do you have to like, build a base, essentially, of fitness from which you can then do the technical aspects of each yeah. of the events? For yeah. example, speed. Yes, yeah, speed and power. They're mm -hmm. the two key things when it comes to decathlon. So sprint speed is pretty much used in every event. Mm -hmm. So long jump, you'll need uh, overall speed and hurdles, 400 meters so yeah speed is the most important underlying factor so uh, overall speed and robustness so uh, reduces your chance of getting injured so I think working once you've achieved those two um, physical elements technically it's important to work on your weaknesses more than your strengths so uh, going into the European Championships uh, specifically I need to work on my javelin and discus they're two week events for me so I'll be doing uh, twice as much training for those mm -hmm. uh, compared to uh, some of my stronger events and more consistent such as shot put and high jump so mm -hmm. yeah it's very important to work on your weaknesses because the decathlon is all about being uh, consistent across the board you don't want to have any like mishaps so yeah it's very important good. And what does the typical training week? So you've been away in Europe and Germany this weekend uh, in a long jump competition. Today is now Tuesday. What is this week looking like in terms of training? Yeah. Starting yesterday, if that's right, Monday. Yeah, Monday I had a rest day. Just uh, came back from flight from Germany the day before. So it was important to rest. And I haven't actually had uh, too many weekends off recently. I've been competing quite a lot. Mm. So this weekend coming up, I'm going to the English schools to compete in long jump again. Mm -hmm. Um, this week's training it probably won't be too harsh I've got a session t later on today it would just be a two hour technical session um, at Palmer Park really. for, on long jump or on, on everything? 
Uh, it'll be more focused because the long jump this weekend coming up, it's it's more just of a practice competition okay. for Europeans. Uh, all my focus is on the European Championships yeah. in six weeks now. So, yeah, the training isn't really tailored to any competitions before then. So, yeah, later's training is just some sprint work and shot put technical. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those are the things I'll be doing later. And then tomorrow... Uh, I've got a training session at Basingstoke, so Wednesday's always a fun day for me. We spend the whole day training like a full-time athlete. Wicked. Yeah, it's really good, and uh, I'll be doing some pole vault javelin and hurdles there. Very good. And is that with Rafer? Is that right? Rafer Joseph, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Very good. And then Thursday? Thursday, uh, that's when we're getting the bus out to drive to English schools in Birmingham. Uh, the competition days are Friday and Saturday, and my long jump is the Saturday morning, so... Nice. Yeah, I'll be watching uh, my mates compete the day one and then yeah early on Saturday is when the long jump will be very good that's awesome away from athletics um what do you love what do you love doing who do you love being with yeah uh going out with my mates uh, we always uh, do some football up the local playground and play a bit <laughs> of golf so it doesn't really sound like much of a rest does it but no it's a bit of fun with them we sometimes uh, play a bit of xbox and I like some downtime alone as well, so uh, music is a big thing for me. I like to play the guitar, especially piano. I mm. just teach myself uh, YouTube videos. To, no way. Yeah, YouTube videos. <laughs> Never actually had any lessons on piano, but you know, I really enjoy playing it. It calms me down a lot. And mm. uh, some or normal things like Netflix as well, and mm-hmm. just watching YouTube. Like, That's good. Nice. And in terms, is freshness really important then, like mentally and physically, going into yeah competition season? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you always need some time to just get away from the sport and focus on some things outside of sport. It just not only recovers your body for upcoming competitions, but mentally, mm. you just need some time away from uh, the competitive atmosphere and just. Uh, it prepares you even better for competitions to come so mm. yeah, it is very important to rest and if you become more aware of that as you've become more of a senior athlete like is that yeah yeah rest is just as important yeah. as competing you need at least one rest day a week mm-hmm. um, especially with what I do decathlon you, you think oh, I've got so much to cover I need to train all the time but realistically that's how you um, get injured so mm. it is important uh, not only from a physical standpoint, but yeah, mentally, you need to have some time away from the sport mm. and it just prepare you even better for competition. So always before competitions, I'll have a rest day the day before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and things like, I guess, when you get to the 1500 meter, for example, that, that freshness in your legs, do you really sense the difference <laughs> when you're fatigued competing versus when you're tapered and fresh? And Yeah, definitely. I, I think if I run a 1500 meters uh, and I didn't have nine events before, I'd probably run about 10 seconds quicker yeah. it does take a lot out of your legs doing yeah. nine events before so me and my mates like to call it the three and three quarter lap cool down okay <laughs> so no one likes the 1500 at the end of the decathlon but uh, it's something you've got to do and you've got to finish off the competition strong yeah. so yeah you will be tired at this point but it's more of a mind over matter sort mm. of thing you just need to focus on the task at hand and work out what sort of times you need to run and just give it your all mm. brilliant um how do you deal with setbacks injuries plateaus um i'm thinking specifically i guess about the world champs last year yeah uh, in colombia 
where you weren't able to compete quite as well as you wanted to. How was that at the time when you were there and also after and the weeks after? How did you find all of that? Yeah, um, really frustrating actually. I had a great first day um, out in Colombia last year and then it was the second day uh, in the hurdles. I hit a hurdle and landed awkwardly mm. and my hamstring uh, just pulled. So I tried to continue the competition, but I think ultimately I just made the injury worse. So I managed to get through to the pole vault and that's where I had to call it a day. My hip flexors were really in pain at this point. My hamstrings were, both of them were actually, mm. yeah, really hurting. So mentally it is always hard um, dealing with an injury, but you just have to take some time off and then uh, go to places like Go Perform. Uh, you get given advice, rehabilitation exercises, and uh, that's when you work on strengthening the areas back up. And you, you can't become too demotivated uh, mentally. You just need to focus on the task at hand, getting back to full fitness. Mm. And then once you are uh, back at fitness, it's, it's very rare you'll be at the same level you were uh, prior to the injury. So you, you can't let that get in your head either. You just need to keep trading and uh, just not, not risk getting injured again, build up some robustness and uh, almost use the injuries to... Uh, as a positive so you see where you were weak why, why did you get injured mm. and you uh, focus in the gym in these areas strengthening up so uh, it just doesn't happen again mm. injuries is a big setback in sport and it's important if you can avoid them y you should definitely try yeah. it feels like over the last 12 months you've really matured physically and in every way really um, which is really impressive to see actually which is really cool you, and, and obviously you're stepping up to be a senior athlete next week uh, next year um, so you're going to need all of that, all of those things. So I think obviously injuries is just an opportunity to learn and to develop yeah. and to mature. And like you said earlier, to become more robust longer term. Definitely. And has it been really helpful having a long term coach like Mike as well that you've worked with for many years? How many years have you worked with him now? Ooh, it's been since 2017. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Six years. Six years. So he knows you really well. Yeah. And and how is he as a coach in terms of supporting you in in every way really? Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, we've got to know each other really well over six years and. I do have other coaches here and there, so I work with Rafa Joseph as well. Yeah. Uh, he's another multi-event coach. And recently I've been doing some work with Tom Dobbing, a javelin coach. Uh, this is my weakest event, okay. so it's important that uh, yeah, I do some specific work with that. But yeah, Mike, really good. He understands me well, so uh, as a coach, if, um, if I talk to him, he, he understands some days I won't be able to... Uh, you know, do specific sessions that mm. the group will be doing. Mm. So he's good at tailoring specific sessions if uh, certain athletes aren't uh, feeling 100% that day. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you're feeling a bit sore in the calves and you've got a long jump session, you know, a bit of discus, it won't do any harm. So, so there's pretty open communication yeah. between the two yeah. all the time. really open. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, he's very understanding as well. And in competitions, it's like we mentioned earlier as well, in... If you have a negative event, it doesn't go too well. Mm. Uh, he's really good at not letting this play in your mind. He's right next event. You've got to focus on what's coming up. You can't let um, this uh, poor event play in your mind for too long because mm. it just affects your other performances. So, And in terms of places like, so you're in Germany this weekend. Are you travelling on your own to that event? Uh, I travelled with the team. Okay, great. Yeah. So, so, so often you are with people because we noticed that yeah. some of the senior athletes we work with they spend a lot of time on their own flying all okay. across Europe and things, but generally you're in a team or with people. 
yeah, I think definitely for the age group I'm in, under 20s, we're yeah. always as a team. That's good. Travel out together. And do you love being with those people and kind of... Yes, yeah, it's, it's a great team atmosphere. Yeah. We're always cheering each other on. I think I always find the relays the most exciting part. Everyone's in the crowd watching these and uh, cheering each other on. It's, it's really intense, but nice. yeah, it's, it's always a good atmosphere. And uh, with the team, we're always sitting together in the crowd and you can see all the different countries as well cheering their team on it. It's, it's great fun. Nice. And recently with Box Championships, um, you guys set a four by 100 record. Is that right? Yes, the club um, record. Yeah, that's right. How was that? Were you expecting to break the record on that day? Uh, it, it was on our minds. We were talking mm. about it beforehand, but as a team, um, we hadn't practiced much before with the changeovers. Mm -hmm. uh, so we sort of just let the Reading chemistry work and uh, we decided an order to run. So I was running second leg and mm. um, passing to Harry Jameson on the third leg. And uh, we talked a few tactics before, but yeah, we just ran as hard as we could and Amazing. we were just satisfied to see the 41.2 as we crossed the line which was a club record by over a second how long by a second well, how yeah. long had that been a record for not it, it hasn't it wasn't the longest record i think okay. it was about 10 years uh, don't quote me on that but it it wasn't super long but yeah, it, we did have our eyes on it for a decent while. That's uh, amazing. And are there, are there many other ball record holders at Reading Athletics Club when you talk about your parents and your grandparents as well? Yeah, well, my mum has the 400 hurdles. Brilliant. Uh, under 20 club record. She's, she was a Bajent back then, Sarah okay, Bajent. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you look on the board, you'll see her name up there. So uh, she, I think, yeah, that was her run. She came uh, fourth in English schools with that run. It was her PB wow. time. So, yeah. Yeah, her name's still on the board since... It's the 19s back then. So. <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. That's brilliant, isn't it? Um, and then, yeah, last couple of questions, really. Um, and talking of your mum and family, tell me about significant role models and influences on you throughout your junior career and so far. Yeah, well, always my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, as mentioned earlier, I used to get really nervous before races and they just reassured me every time and uh, kept me going because they know I, had, I knew I had potential in the sport. So I've always looked up to them as well. Um, both of them used to be athletes. And more in a sporting role, I'd say Usain Bolt, I've always looked up to. Like a, a lot of uh, sprinters, athletes, they look up to Usain Bolt. But yeah, I, I always just loved, uh, even before I was running at the track, I just used to watch him and loved his on-track and off-track uh, persona. He was brilliant. He mm. was really top-class athlete and... Yeah, he, he was. He brought everything to the table, and more in a, a specific standpoint. So decathletes, uh, Daley Thompson, who's the uh, British record holder for decathlon and a previous world record holder, I've uh, looked up to him more recently um, as a multi-eventer. So mm. yeah, he was a really, really great athlete. He put all his eggs in one basket and just chased decathlon, trained. Uh, I think it was six hours a day I remember him saying and yeah I love watching all of his uh, YouTube videos and uh, past competitions yeah so I look up to uh, Usain Bolt and Daly quite a lot in a sports perspective and my parents as role models. Mm, brilliant and so you've just finished uh, all your academic studies for now and what's the next year looking like for you what are you what's it going to be what are your goals and what are you yeah. looking forward to? So as of now I'm not planning to go to university mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm, I'm seeing how far I can take athletics. So I'm going to have at least a gap year. So I'm just going to focus on my training and do some part-time work and coaching and basically full-time athletes, see how far I can take it. That's, That's the good. main thing. And in August, the European Championships, right? Yeah, August uh, 9th to 10th is the European Under-20 Championships. So I'll be competing those two days. Amazing. Um, Sam, it's been so nice to have you in to talk through all things to Catalan and, and you and to get to know you a bit more. Um, I think probably the best thing is for people to follow you on Instagram. Is that right to see what you're up to? Yes. So I'll, I'll put a tag to that in, in wherever we put this podcast. Um, so keep an eye on Sammy. I'm sure there's sponsorship opportunities and all sorts of other things um, that people can get involved with if they'd like to support Sammy and what he's doing. We're just really proud of what you're doing. And uh, as a Reading athlete, it's really good to have you on and to hear more about what you're up to, Sammy. So thank you for coming in today. And good luck for the European Championships. Thank you very much.